Blog Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us today. We just want to give God praise, honor, and glory today for all that he's doing and all that he's going to do in our lives today. One thing we want to acknowledge is that Jesus is the way in our lives. We know that there's so many things going on in our lives, so many things that we are, I guess, unsure about or we're questioning or we want to know where is Christ in our lives with all of these things going on. Um, Does he hear our prayers? Is he there for us? So today we just want to kind of get into how our hearts are troubled in this day and time, um, how there's so much information about Christ, and do we trust him, do we believe in him, do we know his promises, do we understand them, do we know who he is, who the Father is, who the Holy Spirit is. So with all of that, we come to Jesus is the way. And we take out all of the distractions, we take out all of the questions, and we go back to our foundation, which is the Bible. And we begin to read the Bible over again and over again, not with any apprehensions, not with any information that we've been told, but we read the Bible with an understanding that we are new in Christ daily, that we need to know who we serve and why we serve. And this is what gives us our foundation. This is what helps us to understand the God that we serve. Why do we serve him? Why are we living for him? Why did he shed his blood for us? We have to be able to stand in this day and time. And the only way to stand is to know who you're serving. Know who's the way, the truth, and the light. Know why he shed his blood. Take the distractions out. Take out all the questions and read the word for yourself. Pray to him and ask him to reveal himself to you. He would do more than any love, more than anything for us to draw closer to him as he draws closer to us. Father, we thank you right now. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for the blood that was shed on Calvary for us to give us the opportunity of salvation, to give us the opportunity for healing through the blood of Christ. There's so much the blood represents. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. But, Father, we come today reassuring our salvation, reassuring our minds and our hearts that you are the way, the truth, and the light, that you are the God that we serve, that we are to repent of our sins and come closer to you and be baptized in the Father, Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Father, we just give you praise today because you love us so much that you want us to go back through and understand who you are and know who we serve and that there is a covenant that you have promised us through salvation. So we thank you right now, God. We love you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Now, the Bible lets us know in John 14, very detailed what Christ is saying to us. He said, let not your heart be troubled. 
Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know, and the way ye know. And then Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So what we have to do is slow down for a second and slowly read what Christ has said. He said, I am the way the truth, and the light. And you cannot come any other way. You you just, you can't. So when we began to sit and wonder with all the distractions around us, if I do this, then I can get these things. If I commit to this, then this door is open, then I can do this right here, and yet and still serve Christ. But he's letting us know that no matter which way you go, you still have to come through him. No matter what decisions you make in life, it still comes back to Christ. Because the things that Christ promises us does not wither away. He does not take them back at the end and say, you knew who I was before you took these gifts. He does not do those things to us. Christ has a covenant with us through his blood. He died on Calvary for us to allow us to be redeemed through the blood. And we have to go back and read the word of God and understand who he is in our lives because we get so caught up in what's going on around us that I think we sometimes forget our foundation of who Christ is. Because he said, let not your heart be troubled. Now, in this day and time, with the economy system changing and full-time and part-time changing and finances and pay is changing, our hearts are troubled because of shelters and pantries and unemployment, because of the things we're seeing on TV and crime, our hearts are troubled. We're dismayed. And we want to know where is Christ in this battle. Because we're praying, because we're doing all that we feel we know how to do, our hearts are troubled. But he's letting us know in John 14, let not your heart be troubled. Because if you believe in God, you also believe in me. Now, they work together. And he said that he do things that he may glorify the Father. And that's why he told us, that we could ask anything in his name and he would give it to us because he glorifies the Father. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works with these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If, you, if ye 
shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's where the question mark comes in at because we look at it and we say, but I asked in your name. I pleaded the blood over it. I did this and I did that. But we have to constantly go back to the word of God and strengthen our knowledge in Christ that when the distractions come, when the doubt come, that we are able to stand in the midst of not hearing our answer. We cannot be defeated because of the covenant of Christ that he has with us. And he's given us the Holy Spirit that will comfort us. So we have to understand that Christ is the only way to the Father. We have to understand that Christ is offering us love and peace, and he's saying to us, let not your heart be troubled. So when things are presented to you and contracts are presented to you, if you do this, I can promise you these things. If you say these words, then these are the compensations that you would get. But if you analyze it with the word of God and you say, God, does this line up with what you desire? And if it does not, then we have to stand and say no. We have to stand and say, for God I live and for God I'll die. Because he died on Calvary for us to give us this opportunity. We cannot serve two masters. And we cannot love the world more than we love Christ. So when things are presented to us and we look at them and we're being told that it is a better way. But in Genesis 3, so the woman said to the Satan, to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. Or yet you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So here we go with the presentation that there is another way around this aside from going through Christ. Here we are with a presentation that if you look at it, there's so much that you can gain from it if you do this. But what we don't realize is the deception that's behind the presentation. Because the presentation looks so good and it's so tempting, and it says you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He's discrediting God by saying he just don't want your eyes open to the truth. He's sheltering you from knowing everything. And when that presentation comes and your flesh rises up and you say, yeah, that's what it is. It's too much control. So, yeah, let's eat of this fruit and see what happens not knowing the deception behind the presentation. So we accept these things, um, getting into debt, going into debt. We accept loans and, and things that we know we can't pay because at that particular moment we need the money, not realizing that the after effect is debt, not realizing that the after effect is going to hurt us and harm us 
And then we'll look at God and say, I need money to pay this off. Why haven't you answered me and given me a financial blessing to pay this off? Because your presentation was so good, you didn't hear the voice of God tell you, don't do this. But we have to do everything according to the word of God. So when the presentation comes, we need to step back, look at the fruit, remember what God said about it, and then make a stand in Christ. Instead of allowing our flesh to make that decision for us, We have to stand on the word of God. We have to stand on the fact that everything goes through Christ, our salvation, our decisions. Everything goes through the blood of Christ. And he guarantees us that when we ask, he will answer us that the Father may be glorified. So he's telling us, Don't let your heart be troubled over the things that are going on in the world, the things that are going on in your life. Own what you've done. Own that you took the presentation not knowing the deception that was behind it. But we have to be able to hold on to what Christ is saying to us, and we cannot fall from what's going on. So when he says, let not your heart be troubled, He wants us to hold on to the fact that if you believe in God, believe also in me. So we have to go back and read about Christ and his death and his resurrection and the covenant that were made for us and the promises. And he said, I'm going to come back and receive you, those that have stood, those that know me, those that have lived according to who I am and where I am. He said, well, I am the way. I'm your way. I am you. You are me. So when the blood of Christ is running warm through your veins, your DNA and his DNA are mixed in together to where you stand on him. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So we have to stop listening to the deception that is being presented to us. We have to stop listening to things that are presented in a beautiful packet, taking it in to our spirit, and then realizing after the fact it was only deception. And then we blame God because we can't completely get out of that deception or we don't know how to get out of the deception but yet we didn't talk to him before it came, the package came. So when we're in the midst of that deception and we haven't heard what God said before the time of that beautiful package, we need to go and repent and acknowledge that he is the only way, that he is the truth and the life. We have to repent for the things that we have allowed to come into our spirit, man, to come into our homes and in our family and our finances, in our thoughts. We have to hold on and own the fact that we did this. When we repent of it, we turn from those wicked ways and we acknowledge that Christ is the only way. The Bible lets us know that when Jesus was tempted, as we are tempted, that he stood. And he confronted him, 
And he constantly let the devil know that it is written. And he wants us to stand and know that he's the way by knowing his word, which means it is written. So when these pretty packages come and the deception comes and the debt is presented to you, oh, I can give you this and give you that, know that you can stand and say, it is written. It says in Matthew 4, again, the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. He promised something to Christ that was already his. He promised a package to Christ and said, hey, look, at all that I can give to you, if only you bow down and worship me. And Christ had to come back on him and let him know. And he's using this as an example to let us know that it is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then it says the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. So that tells us right there that Christ will come in in our situation when we stand up He will say to us, now I will come and minister to you and open the doors that I have for you because you've declined the package and the kingdom of darkness. Christ wants us to stand and know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. So when things are presented to us from darkness, he's saying don't take those packages because they're going to put you in more bondage. They're going to put you in a place where it's hard for you to come out. And now he, you, you're going to have to do a lot of processes in order to come out of that situation. Stand firm on the word of God. Stand firm on who you know Christ is in your life. So when trouble comes, you can stand on the word of God. You can stand on the blood. The, the Holy Spirit will come in and comfort you. He will give you, he will lead and guide and direct you in all truth and righteousness. So when the fruit was presented, and he says, oh, God just don't want you to know. And your flesh is saying, yeah, I really need this, and I really, you know, could use this. And your flesh needs to come under subjection. Your flesh needs to be told, no, I stand for Christ and Christ alone. Yes, I could use this. Yes, this would be a benefit for me and my family. But, God, I don't want to suffer the repercussions of this package that's being presented to me. Christ gave us the example by letting us know it is written. And he said, if you know me, then you know the Father. Because we are one. So do you know Christ in your time of need? Do you know Christ when, when these packages from darkness are presented to you and you sign your name on that dotted line? Do you know what you're signing away? 
Do you understand the conflict that happens once you sign the way? Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. We cannot allow ourselves to continue to fall. We cannot allow ourselves to continue to be in bondage. We have to stand for Christ. We have to stand for what we know is right. Christ is the only way. He's the only one that says, I will come and I will answer you because I want to glorify my Father which is in heaven. And our desire should be that we want to glorify Christ and God in our lives. We want the Holy Spirit to come in and lead, guide, and direct us into all truth and righteousness. The Bible says in Matthew six twenty four, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve God and darkness. You cannot serve the two. Take your directions from Christ. Take your revelations and your insight and your dreams and your prophecies from Christ. We don't have to run to people who can give us a quick answer because that's serving two gods. You're going into darkness to try to get your 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 information from them, and then you come back to God and you'll say, God, I got an answer. But he didn't give you that answer. You got it from darkness. So now you put yourself into a spiritual bondage because you're serving two masters. And he said you can't do that. Or if you're so caught up in trying to get to a place of fame and fortune without Christ. That's another area of bondage. He's saying don't serve the two. You can't serve the two. I don't desire for you to. I want you to know that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the way that we serve two masters is when we don't know who we're serving. When we don't have a relationship with Christ, that's when we serve two because we will doubt one and run to the other. Then we'll doubt that one and run back to the other. So we are having an unstable mind. We're not ready to serve one because we haven't read upon, gotten to know the one, the true living God, the true Christ who shed his blood on Calvary. Look at Daniel 11. It says, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. When you know God, Daniel 11:32, when you know God, you are strong. When you know God, instead of taking of the fruit and believing that your eyes will be open and that you would be like God, you will stand and say God said no, so I say no. God said don't move, so I'm not moving. And no matter how many people around you think you're crazy for it, no matter how many people around you say you don't understand or you don't know what you're doing, when God has spoken, you can be strong when the people that know their God, you stand strong 
And therefore, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus will all come and back you up and make sure that you are not put to shame because you stood on what he said. The Bible lets us know he got us. He got our back. He has everything prepared for us. But when the presentation comes, and our flesh was already desiring it anyway, we will agree with darkness. But if we stand the way that Christ stood and he said, it is written that I shall worship God and God alone, that I shall conversate with God and God alone, then we shall be strong and we shall do exploits before the Lord. Then we shall know our God. Do we know him today? The Bible says in John fourteen twenty six, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So every time a presentation comes to you, he said the Holy Spirit will remind you of what God has said to you. So God will let you know ahead of time that it's coming. God will let you know ahead of time that this is going to be presented to you. And he's saying that I'm going to remind you through my Holy Spirit when it comes that I said no. I'm going to remind you when it comes that I said don't respond because I have another door I'm going to open for you when you stand. I have another gift for you when you stand and be strong and you're going to do the exploits that I promised you and you will not be put to shame in front of people because you stood on the word of God and you know that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to stand on what we know. We have to know that Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to understand the separation between life and darkness. We have to understand the presentations when they're presented to us. Father, we thank you right now. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. Father, we thank you for opening up our eyes to understand that we need to slow down, get to know you all over again, and stand. That no matter what, we have to stand through tears. We have to stand through confusion. We have to stand through lack. We have to stand and say, it is written, God, you promised me, God, I have a covenant with you, and I'm going to stand because I know when I ask, you shall come and allow yourself to be, that the Father may be glorified through you. And I stand, God, knowing who you are in my life because I want to be strong and stronger. I want to do the exploits that you said that I could do. I want to do the greater works that you've said that I can do because you believe in me, Christ, I believe in you. Because I've read your word and I know in the past how you brought me out, I know in the future you will do the same. Father, I give you praise. I honor you today, Lord God. And I will stand no matter how bad. I will stand no matter how many tears. I will stand no matter what. I will not allow my heart to be troubled for a long period of time. But once the troubling heart comes in, Lord, I will surrender it over to you. I will speak to you. I will talk to you. I will love you, God. Because whatever is going on in the world, the distractions that are coming towards me, God, though I may be distracted for a moment, I know that your Holy Spirit will come 
and pull me back on track. I know that your Holy Spirit will come and speak to me and give me the comfort that I'm looking for. Father, I give you praise today. I thank you for the love and the blood that you've shed on Calvary for me. I know that you are the way, the truth, and the light. I know that presentations will come to offer me things that I don't need, but I pray, God, that I listen to your spirit. I pray, God, that when you speak, the distractions are not stronger than your voice, Lord God. I give you praise today, Lord. I worship you. I thank you for everything that you've done in Jesus' name. We thank you again for tuning into this episode. We thank you for the commitment of loving Christ the way that you do and wanting to know more about who he is. Always stand, always believe, and trust God that he is the provider. He is the revealer. He is our God no matter what. And he is the only way to the Father. So we just thank God for you. Have an awesome weekend and an awesome week in Jesus' name.